Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight, we have a wonderful show planned for you. We're continuing our series that we started last week on divorce, remarriage, and blended families and the holidays. Last week, we discussed divorce and the holidays, and this week, we're discussing becoming a step-parent and the holidays. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145, or you can also interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. We have a post there this evening uh, that you can share testimony. I believe that's on my personal page, and uh, then there's another post on our At Home with Debbie Rule page. So you can comment on either one of those places, and we'll be happy to share your story. We'll be opening our phone lines tonight also, 597-2119. That's 597-2119. If you have something encouraging that you would like to share, maybe a testimony or a story, uh, you've been there and done this and you just want to encourage those that are going through it right now, then we would love to hear from you. Or if you have a question, maybe you're going through it right now and you just don't know what to do next. We would love to hear from you. We would love to help. We love hearing from you and sharing with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors for helping support their mission. James Long Real Estate, 4K Land and Cattle, 303 Ranch, The Barn Total Auto Care, Permium Frack Sand, and Walmart. The mission of the Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard Counties, and Texas and the surrounding areas by providing services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws? Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly... At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. 
Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that are helping them break the silence. Bob Moore Tires, Back on Your Feet Recovery, Brady Butane, Brady Feed and Fertilizer, Pioneer, and SS Hunting. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Menard, or Mason Counties or the surrounding areas, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. That's 597-7644. Break the silence. Make the call. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. As many stepmothers and stepfathers will know, the holidays can be an absolute minefield, with children and adults alike struggling with the stress of belonging to a stepfamily. With the absence of one biological parent, children can experience a sense of loss, and in much of the same way, stepparents can feel as if they're being pushed to one side to make others, like exes and biological children, happy. No one in their right mind would ever remarry if they believed the statistics about the failure rate of second marriages. After all, the divorce rate in which at least one of the spouses has been married once before is between 60 and 67 percent compared to first marriages having a failure rate ranging from 40 to 50 percent. Let's face it, most second marriages face obstacles that first ones don't. You might wonder why. Shouldn't we learn important lessons from our first marriages and carry those into our second ones? However, we can get blindsided by ghosts from our past that tell us that our marriage is doomed to fail like our last one did. Piled onto that baggage is a realization that there are often a lot more players in the second marriage, such as children from former spouses, stepchildren, and sometimes even new children from that union. Add to that our exes, their new partners, and extended family members. Simply put, there are a lot of opportunities for rivalries, conflicts, and possible breakdowns in communication. Being a step-parent can be especially challenging if you don't have any children of your own and are not comfortable around kids. If you're not used to being around children, it can be hard to know what to do or how to act. Some children are unhappy about the marriage ending and they might not want you around and wish their parents were still together. When you and your partner don't have a good relationship with the ex, the children might feel guilty about getting along with you or even spending time with you if they know it upsets the other parent. There are things you can do to make the holidays easier for you all, and as the adult, it is up to you to take the lead. If things are hard on you as a step-parent, think about how hard it is on your spouse, and it can be equally or more difficult for the children. So be yourself. Kids are very perceptive and will know if you're doing things just to impress them. Ask your spouse in advance if they have any holiday traditions with the kids that they would like to continue. It can make the children feel more at home and comfortable if you keep some familiarity for them. Remember the holidays, especially Christmas, is a special time for children, so don't be offended if your partner's attention is more on their kids than you. Take a step back at times when they are around so they don't feel like you are a threat to their relationship with their mom or dad. Respect the fact that they might be in a difficult situation and find it hard to build a good relationship with you. 
sometimes to encourage them to come forward and to be comfortable with you. Well, sometimes it's best to just back off a little and allow them time and space to approach you when they're ready. Don't take rejection personally. They might struggle to see their parent with you. It might be hard, but keep calm and never lose your temper with them for rejecting you. One thing to think about is keeping public displays of affection with you and your spouse to a minimum to avoid any awkwardness. And never badmouth their other parent, no matter what the situation is. Blended families is never easy. In fact, the leading cause of divorce among second marriages is the child relationships that are involved. But blended families doesn't have to be a nightmare. It can be an opportunity to show a child that love extends beyond problems between their mom and dad. Step-parents play an integral role in a child's life and can provide insight into the depth of a healthy, loving relationship. The key thing is to remember to set an example to your stepchildren that shows them that blended families can work and are a part of everyday society. Show them that just because some marriages might not last forever, you can still find happiness and it doesn't have to be a long-lasting negative impact on those involved. It is a great lesson for children to learn and to set them on the right track for finding love when they get older. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that are helping them break the silence. Bob Moore Tires, Back on Your Feet Recovery, Brady Butane, Brady Feed and Fertilizer, Pioneer, and SS Hunting. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Menard, or Mason Counties or the surrounding areas, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. That's 597-7644. Break the silence. Make the call. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. This week on the program, we'll be continuing our series on divorce, remarriage, and blended families and the holidays. Please join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. I'll see you then. Good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we're talking about divorce, remarriage, and blended families for the holidays. This is a series that we started last week. We talked about divorce, and tonight we're going to be talking about being a step-parent. More than 50% of children in the U.S. are raised in single-parent families. During the holidays, this can cause stress because kids often join their other biological parent, the one they don't live with. 
They will celebrate, and often this parent is remarried, and now the kids are at home where they are expected to honor and respect the stepmom or stepdad. The holidays can be more difficult than any other time of the year. Emotions are a little higher, stress from the relationships, and finances can cause turmoil. Kids are having to go back and forth, and it's natural for your children to miss the parent they're not with. And now they are being asked to accept another person in the place of which their other parent used to be? Difficult. If you're a step-parent or entering into a relationship where there is the blending with children, there are some important things to remember, especially during the holiday season. We have some suggestions that may help you bridge a peace with the kids. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Debbie. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. We're going to be talking about being a step-parent, especially focusing on the holidays. And, um, you know, it can be difficult if you've remarried and you marry someone that doesn't have children, and then for them, marrying someone that does have children and becoming an instant parent to a child, not an infant. You know, when we have them as an infant, we can grow into being a parent, but when you become a step-parent, then you become an instant parent, and sometimes that can be difficult to try to figure out what you need to do. Well, that's so true, and there's so many different scenarios. We don't even want to try to discuss all of them tonight, but in each and every one of them, the challenge is the relationship. And so you've got the dynamics of adults and children and holidays thrown in there. So you've got a recipe for disaster. So you can prepare for this, get your mind right, and uh, have your goals that you're going to make it through the holidays without Mm -hmm. any blow-ups or any ugliness or any name-calling and you know set your goals set your goals high uh, get uh, your mind right about it and be prepared and Mm -hmm. make up your mind what you're going to do in different scenarios happen you know we can see ahead and think well this could possibly happen Mm -hmm. the visiting child could say something Uh, somebody else could say there could be awkward moments how am I going to handle that Mm -hmm. well I'm going to stop and cool off and I'm going to bite my tongue. You know, you can you can think about scenarios and be prepared for them so that you're not caught off guard. Right. And you um both situations being a step parent uh of um uh, married to someone that the parent of the child that does not live with them all the time and they just are visiting, you're not with them that much. Then there's the step parent that marries the usually the mother that has the children most of the time and that situation can be totally different and so just depending on whatever your situation is being that person and stepping in can be um, difficult for you but always remember as difficult as it is for you it is more difficult for the kids that's hard to remember but that's a very good point Mm -hmm. and so often In these scenarios, you are an intruder for this child, especially. And we're talking about step-parents. For the Mm -hmm. child, you're an intruder. You've come in and wrecked their happiness. Mm -hmm. And no matter what it was, they can develop an attitude of it was better than it is now. And Mm -hmm. you're the the reason, you're the problem, and so you're an intruder. Mm -hmm. So there's some hostility there. And you can prepare for that, too, how to handle hostile people. Mm Mm-hmm. How to de-escalate situations. 
Go ahead. Have those conversations now in your mind, how you're going to respond. uh, Because when it happens, you really can't think that clearly, you know, when when emotions are involved and when people... Uh, are saying things, especially kids. You know, kids, there's no filter on their mouth. They just say whatever comes to their mind at that time. And if they're hating you, they're going to tell you, I hate you. And, you know, you're the reason why my mom and dad aren't married anymore. Even though it may not be the situation, you're the easiest person to blame. And uh, sometimes there's a situation where maybe the parent has been alone with the children, just them for several years, and they remarry, and now you've got a new person in the home, and it's different. They've gotten over the divorce and the the parent not being in the home anymore, and now you've got a parent and a step-parent. And I hate to keep saying step-parent because, you know, you are a step-parent, but in my heart, once you enter into a marriage with someone that has children, you become a parent and I, I know that we were being technical here about being a step-parent, but you're a parent. There's nothing that minimizes you as a parent in that home. You may not be the one that's in control of all of the decisions that might be with the two parents of the children, but you certainly have input on the decisions that are made by your spouse that affect your home. So you, um, you are a parent. You know, and, and hopefully when you married this person, you realized that you were signing up to be a parent. And I, I think sometimes that's the misconception. There's love and emotions and all this, and they're maybe not around the child that much because they date when the child is off at the other parent's home or, you know, at the, with a babysitter or something like that. And so you start putting this person in relationship with this child, and sometimes it's like, whoa. You know, what What did I get myself into? You don't realize that there's a child living there. You know, you make such a good point. So often people will marry into a situation, not being a parent before that, and now they're parenting other people's children. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they are a parent. Uh, they're called the step-parent. And I, I was thinking when you first said, let's don't call them step-parent. Well, what are they, the guest parent, the... <laughs> backup parent the but uh, it, you can be caught by surprise in that as well and so there's that uh, issue of territory you know this is my mm-hmm. territory and I'm going to protect my territory so mm-hmm. all of these things can create just huge opportunities for problems mm-hmm. so if you're marrying into a situation where there are children you're the attitude of, well, I didn't marry the children, I just married you, that is so wrong. You married the individual, and you married their children. You married their life. Their family. You married their ex <laughs> and his family, yeah. because it's all part of your family now. You've yes. just bought into a much larger family. And if you don't know that going in, you're going to find it out the hard way, and that's not going to be pleasant. And that's what... Um is when we were talking about the statistics in the opening uh, comments that, you know, it being 60, 67% of second marriages ending in divorce is because of these illusions that somebody has going into the marriage and not understanding what's really going to happen there. You don't have the same problems that the first marriage has. You have two set of in-laws, his, hers. You have, uh, two sets of grandparents, his and hers, you know, you might have blended on the other side if those parents are divorced, but now you've got 
all of what you had before, and more. And it's very difficult to keep all of that straight sometimes. And, you know, especially during the holidays. The holidays is when we spend the most time with our extended family. And so your day-to-day activities, being in a home and being a step-parent, you know, you're dealing with those, but then here comes the holidays. And now you've got little Tommy's grandma coming to visit. And you, you know, you step in and you try to say something to little Tommy. Well, you know, grandma doesn't like that because nobody says anything to, Miss, you know, little Tommy, especially you. You've just got all these different dynamics that are going on, and you can feel very... Um, disrespected you can feel and sometimes you are you know I'm not going to discount that but you know you can feel that way you can get caught up in the emotions or you can do as what you said Rudy you can think about these scenarios ahead of time and we're going to bring some of those to your attention tonight and think about how you would handle that situation if it occurred you know what would your response be if you've got that already in your mind how you would respond then it's going to be a lot easier for you and you're going to be more successful and dealing with these different relationships if you already have an insight going in. Well, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of all the different scenarios. And oh, there's so there's many. There's so many. And a lot of times the biological parent gets caught in the middle. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, and people say the ugliest things. And you're mm-hmm. trying to get on with your life and build the best life you can for yourself mm-hmm. and your children and your new spouse. And, you know, the baggage that we carry with us. Mm-hmm has their opinion and sometimes they cause problems i was thinking about all of the books we have on our bookshelf we almost have to buy another house Mm -hmm. because we have so many books we didn't know anything about relationships communication being married but we read and we studied and we've done that for 30 years and we encourage people and listening tonight if you're in these situations that we're talking about Go to a bookstore or go online and get a book that guides you through this. You need to read about Mm -hmm. how to handle difficult people, how to have relationship with people who don't even know that they're being so destructive in what they say, how they act, how they treat you. And people are just uh, unaware a lot of times, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to be nice. They're unaware a lot of times of the impact they have. And it's so destructive, and we can get so angry, and we can get so hurt, and we can be so vindictive, and we can yeah. be uh, we can be hurt so bad that we never forget it, and we just dwell, and it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for those listening tonight, you just don't want to hurt other people. You want to bite your tongue. If you don't say something, you don't have to. Walk it back later. You mm-hmm. don't have to apologize for it. You don't have to say, man, I wish I hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. And we've all said things we wish we hadn't said. Mm-hmm. And so it's better not to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when when we're talking about the holidays, especially when you're dealing with extended family and you have a child, let's talk about when a child goes into a home and the um, step mom or stepdad is uh, the one that's going to be kind of caring for them because the biological parent is going to work. Usually that's the visiting, they're visiting the father and the father is remarried and there's a stepmom. And, you know, she's got her routine. She's got her way of doing things. Maybe she works as well or maybe she's taking some time off to help out with the kids. 
she doesn't have a clue is what she's doing, but you know, she's going to try because she loves her husband. And uh, you've got this child that comes into the home and they already immediately have an attitude because who are you? And uh, so, you know, the best thing that you can do is just try to uh, follow daily routines with the kids. Um, let them know ahead of time when they get there. You know, this this is how it's going to be while you're here over the break. You know, we're going to do some really fun things. And, you know, we're going to go here and we're going to do this. And on this day, we're going to do this. And, you know, on some of the other days, we're going to designate those as days that we're going to prepare for the holidays. There'll be some cooking and baking. You know, that'll be fun. And we're going to do a little bit of house cleaning. Not so fun, but it's got to be done. And, you know, just kind of talk them through it, you and their parent. And this way, you're both on the same page. You're communicating to the kids. They have a plan. They know what's expected of them while they're there. And you're going to be more successful when they have the plan and they know. It doesn't mean that they're not going to rebel. It doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, they're not going to roll their eyes at you or, you know, look at you like, you know, why do we have to do this? We don't have to do this at my house. You know, and that's the response that they give. You know, I don't have to do this at my mom's house. But, you know, you can just gently say, well, okay, that's fine. You don't have to do that at your mom's house. But when you're in our home, this is what's expected of you. And letting them know, you know, giving them the grace to fail and and allowing them, you know, to find their way through your plan. Expect that. They're going to probably buck you a little bit. But, you know, letting them know, if you let them know the plan and the routine, they're going, that's going to decrease a lot of the anxiety when you first start off. And if you can decrease it at the beginning, then as things escalate, it's going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, there's challenges, and you need to be prepared because I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, trying to wing it is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And. Nobody likes to be miserable. The nice, the the light at the end of the tunnel is if a child has to visit, they're being plucked out of their home over the holidays. They may not want to be there. So they may have a real hostile attitude coming in, and they're going to make everybody else miserable. Well, you know, having a frank conversation about, you know, this is miserable. Are you happy? We're not happy. What can we do to make things better? Mm-hmm. Try to be... Uh, that open about it and see if there's and of course we're talking with older children the mm-hmm. younger children you know it's there's a different set of of issues, issues. there yep. but uh sitting down and talking about it talking it out mm-hmm. with your spouse getting preparing ahead of time but when mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the battle uh, supporting one another mm-hmm. you know we're in this together mm-hmm. we're working together we're not going to be pit against one another, we're going to be a united front and we're going to work together to make the best of the situation. You know, and understanding, expecting the children to act the way we're talking about and having an understanding of how they're feeling and why they're doing it. Don't take it personally. Don't react to it. Just understand that this is part of the process probably of them having to work through their issues of having a new parent Uh, And, you know, don't expect your stepchild to bond with you immediately. You know, bonding takes a long time and it requires time. It requires relationship, you know, uh, especially at the holidays. Don't come in with all these big, you know, extravagant gifts and money and all these things, you know, and try to buy their love because they can see right through that. Just subtly 
simply have relationship with them. Just be interested in what they're interested in. Be understanding of their feelings. You know, you can be firm and you can still be the leader in your home, but you can be an understanding person uh, to what they're dealing with. And you can draw them out by encouraging them and giving them um, insight into, you know, what, what you're going to be doing over those next few weeks and, and letting them know that, you know, you, you care about them. And don't force it, you know, don't say you have to say you love me, you have to call me your mom, you have to call me your dad, you know. It, some kids choose to do that on their own. But, you know, when you start forcing these things and forcing these issues, then kids start going the other direction. And it's going to be just heartache for you as well. And I would recommend that you not really try to sit down and talk to your stepchildren without, the, uh, without their parent. You know, their parent needs to be involved. Their parent needs to be part of the process. Hopefully their parent is not just, you know, pushing them off over onto the step-parent. Now they're, you know, for you to take care of while we have them because that's very destructive in itself because they feel very lonely and helpless and they don't know what to do. So uh, if you're the parent of the children, please remain active in what's going on in your home and be a protector of your spouse uh, because children, can they'll find a way to wiggle between two people. Even in a, in a marriage where both biological parents are there, they will wiggle in and manipulate and do all kinds of things. So, so you don't think they're going to do it in a family where there's a step-parent? Absolutely. Watch TV. There's been few show, <laughs> several shows on what's happened in that situation. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back for the second half. We're going to give you a little bit more insight on what you can do as a step-parent over the holidays to make your holidays less stressful and much happier. Stay tuned. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about blended families, divorce, remarriage, blended families, and tonight we are talking about step-parents and the holidays. It can be a little difficult when you've got children coming into the home that don't normally live there with you, and also maybe you've married into a family and there are children there and you don't have children, so this is all new for you. And... Um, you know, you might think you've got it all figured out, then the holidays come and you've got all this extended family you have to deal with. Uh, but there are some things that you can do to make things easier. Uh, number one, as we were talking about earlier, be the adult in the room and uh, encourage your spouse to take the lead 
in um, most of the discussions and the activities with your children because this is going to help uh, them to be able to build trust with you. If you try to do it on your own, you're probably not going to be as successful. The, the biological parent is going to have to help build that relationship. You know, that is so true, and I was just thinking of, of conversations that uh, step-parents might have with visiting children. Um, you know, I was thinking about this today just out of the blue. Uh, there's so many different approaches to counseling. Professional counselors, psychotherapists, psychologists take to counseling, and, uh, you know, some of them are like Rogerian, Adlerian, Freudian uh, approaches <laughs> to uh, counseling, the psychology aspect of it, but there's one that's really effective, and it's called reality therapy. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of uh, school principals using this, and it's very simple, and anybody can do it. When you're talking to somebody who's causing a problem, you can ask them, is this getting you what you want? What is it that you're trying to get by acting this way. How's that working for you? That's reality therapy. The reality is whenever you act this way, we have to punish you to teach you that this is unacceptable behavior. Mm -hmm. Having that conversation with a, you know, over 10-year-old child, even a younger than that, but, you know, in, in some ages it works better than others, but you've got to be able to call out bad behavior and discuss it. And say, mm-hmm. you know what, that's that's destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. That's hurtful behavior. Mm-hmm. That's behavior that if your mother knew, you know, if you're, they're visiting the dad, if your mother knew you were doing this, how would she mm-hmm. feel about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got uh, children want to be treated like adults. We've got a four-year-old grandson. He wants to be big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, well, age, age, age appropriate discipline. Yeah, you, know, you have to do age appropriate discipline. And that takes us into the issue of discipline your stepchild. You know, these are things that you need to discuss with your spouse before they come to visit or before you marry this person that you're going to be living with their mother and their children or the father and their children. Because, you know, you may have your idea of disciplining. They may have their idea of disciplining. The children have been disciplined in a certain way, their life. And now you come in and, you know, you're going to try to demand respect and you're going to discipline in a certain way. And, you know, um, you can do two things that are destructive. You can take no Uh, no interest in that. You can allow them to just bulldoze over you or you can become so authoritarian that they do not, they just rebel against you. And usually you compensate for whatever's going on in the home. And if it's the mother and her children and a man has moved into the home and he's harsh, she's going to be a lot easier on them to compensate for that. If uh, there's, you know, these are just typical situations that happen. Kids that go in and visit a father and he's remarried, you know, they're going to bulldoze over that woman and they're going to try to get their way. But the biological parents have to step up and set the tone and they have to talk behind closed doors before and not in the presence of the kids how they're going to handle the discipline. I don't believe in spanking. I, you know, I do time out. This is what we do. And you give them 
insight into how you've been disciplining and you allow them to come along your side and to do that with you. But they need to be educated. The step parent has to be educated on what you expect. You cannot just, you know, say, well, I'm going to protect my kids and you have no right and no authority because the kids are going to just run all over that person. So you need to talk about what you're comfortable with what you're going to allow them to do as far as discipline in the home. Because if they're not seen as a person that can discipline, instruct, and direct, then they're not going to be seen as someone that has any authority or leadership. And that is going to be destructive. You're hurting your kids. That's right. You're really hurting your kids by doing that. You may think you're protecting them, but you are not protecting them. You are hurting them. Communication with your spouse and determining how you're going to do it is the best way. That's the best way. If you don't teach your children how to behave, the civil authorities will teach them how to behave. And I'm That's talking right. about the police. And mm-hmm. once they get in the system, then it's too late for you, Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. Do your job. You know, one uh, very effective approach, if you're expecting to have a child with you over the holidays that normally lives with the other biological parent, you get together, and if you're a new couple and you've got the step-parent and the biological parent, try to have a conversation, either FaceTime or mm-hmm. on the Internet or face-to-face over a cup of coffee. How do you discipline this child at home in their normal environment? What is What do they expect whenever they have misbehavior? Mm-hmm. How do you discipline? Because there might be some things that are allowed in that everyday home that aren't allowed in the holiday home. Mm-hmm. And... You, how are you? If you don't plan ahead, you're going to be caught wondering what do we do now. Yes. And you can ruin the holidays. You can. You can. It can be so bad, or it can be a lot better yeah. if you'll do the pre-work. If you'll put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. If you'll be engaged. If you'll be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And and communicate. Yeah, communicate and work together. You know, the worst thing that you can do is ever say anything bad about your uh, child's biological parent. No matter what the situation is, no matter how many stories or things that you know about the past between the husband and the wife, no matter how much you may dislike them because of things you know, or maybe you just dislike them, this is still not a reason to ever badmouth them in front of the children or to make the children take a side. That's very destructive. And so, you know, you need to be able to stay on the same page with one another. They need to be able to see you talking. They need to be able to see you being cordial to one another. You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to have them over for dinner. But you do need to let the children see that you are being an adult and that this is how you handle relationships. And you're teaching your children everything you do, your children are learning. They're learning by how you interact with other people. And this is how they're going to interact with other people and how they're going to deal with issues in life. So you've got to think about these things. And, um, you know, so disciplining and not talking badly about their parent and, uh, you know, never making a snide remark. Sometimes you might think that just under your breath you're being sarcastic or, or snide. It's very hurtful. And uh, it's inappropriate, and so you need to tame your tongue if that's part of your personality because it's not going to benefit anyone. Um, so it's it's very, very destructive. Open, honest communication, talking with your kids, talking with the other uh, set of parents so that you can um, do what's best for the children. It should always be what's best for the children. And during the holidays, a lot of stress. There's a lot that goes on. 
uh, with the holidays, gift buying. You know, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Communicate with your ex what you plan to give for gifts so that you don't duplicate one another. And, um, you know, do a little planning there together. I know you're like, I don't want to have to deal with this person any more than I have to. Well, you know, you're going to have to deal with them. You had children with them, so guess what? This is part of the process. You're going to have to decide and talk these things out together. Do this so that the kids, again, what's in the best interest of the kids. um, You know, Debbie, you said earlier, take the lead. Be the adult Mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. If you want respect from your ex, then show respect. Be the be the leader. Set the example. Mm-hmm. Make up your mind that you're going to act appropriately and constructively yes. regardless. Right. You know, that I get on my soapbox occasionally about this word regardless. It's my mm-hmm. favorite word in the English language. I decide what kind of person I'm going to be regardless of what you do. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do that's going to make me you know, use foul language, mm-hmm. do something illegal, do something destructive, do something hurtful. You're not going to control me. Mm-hmm. I don't give you control over my anger or my joy. I decide what kind of person I'm going to be regardless mm-hmm. of what you do. Right. And if you'll take that approach and show respect to your ex and listen, whether they deserve it or not, whether That's they've right. earned it or not. That's right. What What is the perfect world you want? Envision that and do your part mm-hmm. to build that. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody else will come along aside, mm-hmm. beside you and help you build that. But at mm-hmm. least you're building something positive. You're being constructive, not destructive. Yes. And that's all with, you know, open, honest communication uh, with your ex and his family and also with the children. Um you know, one thing we talk about dis- disciplining, lecturing kids never works, even in a home where both parents are there or with stepchildren. You know, it's just, you know, you've got to be able to talk to them. Back to the gift buying, though, I want to talk about this, you know, not duplicating gifts. But I also want to say this. If you are married into a home where there are children and you don't have children, sometimes you don't understand what a parent goes through uh, as far as the love and sacrifice that they have for their kids. So, when you're sitting down and you're talking about the Christmas budget, for example, and, you know, your spouse says, okay, well, I want to spend X amount of dollars on each child, you know, and this is what I'm thinking about, you know, that they want for Christmas, and so I'm really going to try my best to be able to do that. What do you think? And hopefully they're asking you what you think. Be sensitive, you know, to your spouse. Don't say ridiculous things like, well, I don't know why that child needs to have that. You know, what do they need that for? And it's that's that's a stupid thing to buy. And we're not going to spend money on that. And, you know, you can spend $25 on each child. That's about it. And, you know, and you've got enough to be able to spend more. Don't Don't act that way. Be sensitive to your spouse. Be sensitive. Make decisions together. Be realistic of how much money you have. If there's an something that's out of balance there, that needs to be addressed. Not because of the kids. It just needs to be addressed because it's out of balance. Don't use the kids as an excuse to talk about things being out of balance, like your checkbook. But be sensitive. If they want to, you know, try to give their child the best Christmas they can, then you come along and you give your input and back off and let them kind of come to some decisions, you know, and you all talk about it. 
But uh, you need to understand, sometimes unless you've had kids, you don't understand how a parent feels about their child. And I'm not discounting that. I'm not saying that you have to have a child biologically to feel sacrifice and love. You can certainly feel that for a child without giving birth to them. But sometimes coming into a new situation, you're not very sensitive. You know, some of the best testimony I've heard from people is about a step-parent that treated them like their own. Yes. That loved them and was a better parent than their biological parent. I mm-hmm. mean, that is such a high compliment, and it's such a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And here's the truth about life. Life is long. Life yeah. is long if you're miserable. It's short if you're happy and having fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're miserable and you have regrets, life is very long. And there will come a day where you'll look back on that difficult time and those children will be adults and they'll say, man, you were really great. I Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. And as your children or your stepchildren get older and have kids and then become grandparents, they'll go, wow, I was really fortunate. Mm -hmm. I really had a great stepdad or stepmom or Mm -hmm. uh, mom's new husband really worked hard to make me feel like part of the family. All of those mm-hmm. things, it, it's it's the old saying, and you don't understand it until you get older, but what yeah. goes around comes around. And you really are investing in someone's life when you mm-hmm. treat them with dignity, you treat them with respect, you mm-hmm. treat them with honor, you take the high road, you bite your tongue, you walk it out one yeah. step at a time, and you try to be d- constructive in everything you do. Yeah. You know, one thing I think that um, new spouses have a tendency to do is uh, they feel like sometimes they have to defend uh, their their spouse and they have to attack the ex. Um, this is a vicious cycle that continues. The blame game. And it's, Don't you know, do it. You know, just, just put that down, you know, and especially at the holidays. You've got to lay these things down so that you can talk and you can have time together. There are even some... You know, parents that um, will invite the other biological parent over and they'll try to do things together just to keep things, you know, kind of going for the kids. It's not about what you anymore once you have children. It's about what's best for the kids. And so uh, don't attack. Don't don't attack your spouse's ex. And don't be a part of that game if it's going on because children are going to be the ones that get hurt from that. Before we close, I want to address this uh, you know, step parents have parents, mm-hmm. and uh, so now that we have a step parent, now we have parents in laws that have now become grandparents. Maybe they aren't grandparents. Maybe they are grandparents from other children, but um, they now are grandparents. And so now you've got the biological grandparents, and if there's blended families on that side, you've got several. And then now you've got your new in-laws and you've got, you know, now you're inheriting all of your spouse's in-laws and blended families that are on that side. And so you've got a lot of grandparents and a lot of extended family. Uh, One thing I want to say about step grand, just grandparents is there's nothing more hurtful than picking one child over the other 
or saying, you know, they're just, they're really not my grandchild, you know. So, you know, I know you married her and she has those kids, but, you know, they're just really not my grandchildren. Don't expect me to buy them a present or be, you know, I don't want them calling me grandma. I'm not grandma. You know, I'm too young to be a grandma. You know, whatever the situation is, uh, remember, you are hurting those children. Those children did not ask for the world that they're in. And so be sensitive to that. I'm not saying that you have to have them call you grandma. I'm not saying that you have to go out and spend $100 on them or a million dollars on them. I'm not saying that you have to even really accept them or say, you know, they're your grandchildren. But be very careful. Don't hurt them. Be careful the way you communicate. And be careful the way you communicate to your child about their new family. Don't make them choose. You will lose. You will lose if you make them choose. So if you are a grandparent and you are experiencing a new family now and you are now have step-grandchildren, please love them. You know, the best thing that you could do is just love them like your own and and just take the step out. You know, it's like I said earlier, I hate to keep even saying step-parent. I just think once you become a family, you're a family. And when we start saying step this and step that, that's when we give a wedge in to cause problems in the marriage, too. When you say, you know, we're parents now, and we're in this together, and we are stuck together. When the big D word comes in, like divorce, you're going to remember what you said. We're committed. I'm not just their step-parent. I'm committed. I'm their parent. I'm committed to you helping you raise them. And so you've got to take on this attitude. And if you didn't when you married, well... You better start getting your mind around that way of thinking because that's what you're going to have to have to have success. So being a a grandparent, um, just remember, these little children, they've had no uh, decisions. Their (laughs) world has been wrecked already. Don't make it worse. Yes. And, uh, And, you know, you can, if you just walk it out, you're going to end up probably being more blessed than you could ever be by those little children. So just keep that in mind. It's very hurtful, especially, and we'll talk more about this in Blended Families next week, but, you know, when you single out one child because it's your grandchild and maybe you're getting all together and you've got your children there and their children and you've got this, your child married into a family and they're a step-parent and you give all of these presents to your other grandkids and the step-grandchild gets... Nothing. Nothing, or maybe one little thing. They'll remember that the rest of their life. Don't, please, please don't do that. If you want to give things to your other kids aside, you know, out of their presence, you know, somewhere else without them being involved, that's your business. But when it comes down to doing things in front as a group and as a family, please make it equal. Don't be petty. don't Don't be cheap. Don't be mean. Yeah. And and treat them all the same. Yeah. They're family now. Mm-hmm. They are family now. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not blood. You're not biological. No, they're family. Yeah. They are family. Somebody somewhere decided we're all going to live together as mm-hmm. family, and now you're coming in, and you're called on to promote that mm-hmm. and buy into that and mm-hmm. be a part of that. Yes. Don't be the, you know, bad grandpa or something. Mm-hmm. So, and be sensitive, you know, because what, whatever your role is, whether it's a step-parent, a step-grandparent, 
maybe your aunt or an uncle, uncle uh, maybe your friends of the family, whatever it may be, if you'll always remember this, it's about the kids, the best thing for the kids. And if you can't uh, say that your actions can be backed up by saying that was the best thing for those kids, then you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't right. be saying it. That's right. And uh, understanding that, you know, that's your that's your way to test things out and to see what is, um, you know, the way that you should act. We've got a couple of things that I want to mention before uh, we had a couple of comments that came in, and I wanted to share these before we before we close. Uh, a very wise woman told, and this is a listener, a very wise woman told me once she really dislikes the term stepchild. I agree. Or step anything, for that matter. It's not the fault of the children that their parents had difficulties and are no longer together. Those children and family members are bonus members, so they have the same right as the regular child or grandchildren. She said never, and she never saw steps attached to anyone. You know, that's a wise woman because uh, when you let all of that just become one and you lose that word step, things become much happier and you become to bond a little bit more and uh, certainly stronger. Uh, one other comment before we close, and we're getting to that uh, point right now, is um, uh, a listener said, I have witnessed school children being pushed aside by a step-parent so their own children get all the attention during the holidays. Names have been changed, but uh, she gives an example. Johnny and Susie live with their mother and stepdad every holiday. That stepdad's children, Jerry and Charles, come to visit. Johnny and Susan give up their regular rooms and sleep in the living room in sleeping bags. Stepdad buys things for the children, takes his children to special events, and leaves out his wife's children. There is no blending. The children are kept separated by feelings of inferiority and because stepdad wants to only spend time with his children. That's a great thing to share again next week when we talk about blended families, when you've got kids from both sides coming in and trying to blend together. Uh, but that's right. There's no blending there when um, you're not blending. So, Boy, that hurts. It hurts. That hurts just to hear that. Yeah. So, um Anyway, if you are a step-parent and you have just come into this role, or maybe you've been in the role of a step-parent for many years, and you've taken that child from younger age all the way into the teen years, definitely each stage in a child's life can be Let me say difficult. something about that text you got. If uh, that individual wants to change that situation, get a book on it so that you can have a reference. Let them see you reading it, how to step-parent effectively. That'll pique their interest. Then you can find places in there that you say, does this sound like me? And that keeps the focus on you, not on them. Mm -hmm. And in that way, they will pick it up and read it, and maybe they'll see themselves. Yeah. We want to wish the very best to all of our listeners out there, especially those that are step-parents. You're doing an honorable job. You are doing a wonderful job. You are God taking on you. something that those children need. You are in that home or maybe you're in the home when they come to visit, but you represent stability. That's right. You represent love. You represent kindness. You represent all the things that children need to grow and mature into wonderful human beings. And so we thank you for listening tonight. We thank you for taking in the inside and becoming better because our heart here at At Home with Debbie Rule is that every family would have the 
best, the best opportunity to be functional and happy and filled with joy. That's right. And so that's why we bring these messages to you. So we hope that you enjoyed tonight. Join us next week as we conclude our series on divorce, remarriage, and blended families. We'll be talking about blended families and the holidays. So don't miss next week at 6 o'clock p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Real on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Real for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.